0: I have to give them the best, best pulling in uh, in slalom, in jump, or tricks, or yeah. and not helping, you know, because I'm totally the opposite uh, theory that we have to help the skier. We can help the skier being more natural with them, and actually, sometimes I enjoy so much to to, to drive and and everything that I enjoy also and uh, my emotion with the, the skier so if I can see the skier that needs like a little words or something actually I I appreciate to, to talk with the skier or to give one little words that uh, they can help you but after with the driving for me it's being for me slaloming is being more straight And, you know, sometimes you have some skier that uh, has uh, some issue because they they say, hey, you are, I don't know, hard or, but for me, my goal is being straight.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Waterski Podcast, or welcome to the Waterski Podcast if this is the first episode you tune in for. My name is Matteo Luzzeri, and with this podcast, I'm basically trying to promote the sport. Um, promote the sport primarily to the vo- through the voices of the people in the sport. And uh, wow, what a person I got to interview for episode 18. This is Mario Pigozzi, he's the owner of the Catalina Ski Lake in Boca Chica, in the Dominican Republic, father of the pro skier Robert Pigozzi, who you might have heard from in episode 16. And Mario's story is particularly interesting. Um, like several guests and probably like most of listeners, he found out about the sport through his father, but really got into the sport and understood um the level that you could get in the various disciplines and whatnot through an interesting work experience that Mario candidly shared with us, uh, in this interview. However, one of the big reasons why I wanted to interview Mario was his driving. He's widely regarded as one of the best drivers in the world, in the world, sorry, with, uh, several world championships and Pan American games and pro tournaments under his belt. And so we just talk quite a lot about driving, Um, what makes a driver good, what is the role of the driver in a tournament, tips to improve one's driving, Uh, whether you're already a driver that drives some tournaments and you're trying to become a senior, or you're just someone that is at the lake and wants to help out um, ski partners by giving them a better, fair, more straight pull. Uh... Mario really shares what he has got to understand about driving and some of the experiences he's had. Um, the ba- One bad one, and not necessarily bad in terms of his driving, but an experience that shaped him into the driver that he is today and his understanding of what a driver should do. And uh, also makes a point that I found profoundly interesting uh, Humbling, I guess. Well, he said that basically he knows that he's done a very good job if he has been as anonymous as possible, meaning people don't know that he's there. But let's uh, not spoiler too much. I'll let you enjoy this interview. Mario is a fantastic man uh, and a very noble soul, someone that I highly respect uh, since I'm a little kid. I've known Mario for, for ages. And I'm very happy that I got to sit in front of the microphone with him and got to hear his story and some of his beliefs and, and skills about driving. Keep supporting the podcast if you haven't reviewed on iTunes on Apple Podcast. Sorry, I should keep this straight. If you haven't reviewed on Apple Podcast, please go on there, leave a review. It really helps with charts, which is one of the main ways in which I'm trying to promote the sport through the podcast. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot for the support and. Um, Enjoy. All right, Mario. Well, so such a blast to have you here. Uh, well, actually, you're having us here because we're in <laughs> the Dominican Republic. Uh, but thank you for joining me for the, for the podcast.
0: It's a pleasure for me spending time uh, actually with you, with your dad, with my family, because that's the, the first idea for me about water skiing.
1: Like family time.
0: Yeah, yeah. That is the, the most important thing that makes me move in that world.
1: Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, your family is quite substantial. <laughs> so you do get a lot of yeah. family time and we'll get there. Um, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask to everyone. Uh, the first question. So we get warmed up a little bit. Um, How did you get into water skiing?
0: Uh, actually, it was a funny story <laughs> about my life. <laughs> Uh, I never been involved uh, in that sport uh, more than skiing, like uh, with a combo, behind a Zodiac or behind a little boat uh, with my father's uh, sailor boat, when I was really, really young. And after I was uh, a good uh, uh, snow skiing uh, level. And uh, once, I w- when I was a student in the university. I had a proposal by my father to, to move in a village, like an Italian village, a touristic village in uh, Africa, and working in a water ski school. And for me, it was something like, uh, what? <laughs> 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 and that's a, that was the idea, spending just uh, like two, three weeks working there. And Ivory Coast, right? Yeah, in the Ivory Coast, there was a big, big water ski school at uh, touristic level and uh, at the end I spent like uh, four years working on that (laughs) so it started as two or
1: three weeks and ended up four years
0: yeah that was for me like a big big dream because I was involved uh, slowly slowly and the passion was uh, really big Uh, every week more and more I was uh, curious to to learn uh, every kind of little uh, part of the water skiing so i was involved with a uh, uh, jump uh, slalom tricks uh, barefoot uh, every kind of uh, anything of behind discipline. the boat yeah everything uh, with the boat and the water
1: nice yeah and we spoke a lot about like just a few days ago uh, off the mic about how that experience was a bit of a life experience for you because water skiing mm-hmm. was maybe your uh, biggest duty i should say but then you were also like doing choreography you had to do some shows at night you had to welcome guests right
0: yeah it was really nice because we had all kind of uh, level of water skin so for me it was great like uh, starting from from 00, zero just uh, driving a boat with a out uh, out motor uh, on the back was uh, with a, a special situation imagine in plenty of uh, africa right and uh, till the moment where I had to pull some uh, professional skier because in that moment the Italian team was uh, spending some uh, weeks uh, in Ivory Coast for the, the winter season. So I was uh, in contact with uh, Kiko Buzzota with Bubu, and all the all the <laughs> big names, big names, names of water skiing. So it was not just water skin, because actually it was just a uh, part of uh, the day. In the night was uh, like uh, singing, dancing. It right. <laughs> was, uh, was not an easy experience because it was, was really hard and working a lot of hours. But for me water skin was like a new, new world. And I was really curious to, to be involved with that uh, sport, that for me was brand new. So coming back from Africa, I had the opportunity to find uh, in my whole town, that is Brescia in the north of Italy, actually <laughs> a friend of us, <laughs> the first uh, version of Jolly Ski. In, right. Yeah. In 93? Yeah, in 93 so the idea was spending in the summer some weeks in in that lakes with a professional coach and water ski boat and uh, slalom and everything and after going to that kind of village and being in charge about the water ski school
1: yeah so in those four years obviously you learned a lot about the sport did your skiing get better like did you have time to improve your own skiing what did you like to ski on
0: Actually, I was uh, doing all the discipline because uh, that was the part of uh, being in that kind of school mm-hmm. and every night we had like uh, one hours for uh, just for us skiing and learning and practice and everything. And after for me, was great because in Italy I could uh, work a little bit more the techniques uh-huh. and like uh, from the beginning, uh, my favorite uh, discipline was jump, actually. Okay. Yeah, because uh, for me it was a little bit uh, closer to the snow skiing. Right, and for uh, that reason I was uh, like a little bit more involved with that discipline. With jumping. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's funny because I just interviewed Robert earlier today, (laughs) and he said it like my favorite event was jump. You know, like, and obviously he became a world world class <laughs> slalom skier. But uh, we, we did talk about his passion for jumps, so we now know where he got it from.
0: Yeah, for sure. And actually, you remember that we we spent good time to to work on the slalom course with the, the combo or jump ski to make a. That's true. We did <laughs> the, <slowest>, the <laughs> lowest, lowest <laughs>
1: speed challenge here in Dominican Republic uh you won hands down uh that was that was fun that was fun yeah so yet those 40 years like learned a lot about skiing
0: you improved as a skier so we're what early 90s yeah it was early 90s because was the moment that i was finishing the university yeah and after in 95 i moved to dr for uh, my own job that is architect actually and so for that reason I stopped totally the, the water ski world for me it was it's like a little period of my life and I started to work here in the air so I moved myself and I, had my, I start to have my family and in ninety seven, Robert Bourne and for me it was great because I lived actually 200 meters far away from the beach and I say, wow that is a country where actually we can ski all year long right so in 99, I bought my own uh, Skinautic, the first one. There you go. It was a big step, uh, I think. Boat owner. <laughs> yeah. And I had the opportunity to take my exam like an official driver in Italy because in that time I was uh, still involved with, a little bit with the Italian Federation. And uh, I started a little bit to pull uh, friends, uh, kids uh, in the bay here in the ocean in front of the, the house till 2003 when i i understand that in Dominican Republic they, they were organizing the Pan American Games so i was like uh, you know a little children in a candy <laughs> store in a candy store, <laughs> a candy store. Okay. And i said wow <laughs> that is beautiful and i understood that it was in a river in Santo Domingo in the city mm-hmm. And I moved there, and when I arrived, I've seen a jump ramp, I've seen a slalom course, and actually there was Les Todd uh, and Chris Parrish and all that kind of name. And I was, wow, that is my my place, right? (laughs) The only one thing, uh, like three days after the tournament, everything died. Like uh, the fishermen, they start to. Uh, cut all the, the buoys and the r- jump ramp with the current of the river was like uh, three kilometers <laughs> south, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> nothing more. So I say, oh, oh, that is not the right place for uh, water skiing. And I had the opportunity to buy a, a land where I start to, to make my own dreams, yep. having my own lakes. And actually all the people here in the area, they, they were telling me, "You are a crazy guy. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you are spending money to, to push mud and everything. We spent like two months just uh, to try to catch the, the land because um, it's not an easy uh, country. We're finding water and all the, the ground is like a rock, so it was really, really difficult to uh, make an own lakes. Yep. And uh, after two, three months, uh, we can uh, find the right spot. And in three more months, I had my own lakes ready.
1: Only three months? Yeah. Wow. So let me ask you this, because uh, I interviewed Keith a few weeks ago. And when I asked him, he, he basically found a piece of land and said, OK, I want a lake here. But he didn't really consult with anyone
0: and sort of build it. What was your story? Did you talk to someone that had done a lake before no, I just uh, started to study a little bit and checking all the Handmaid's Lake in Florida and everything. And, you know, I'm not uh, an engineer, but I'm an architect. So I was uh, in that kind of uh, situation to work with a lot of machine and everything. It was uh, something normal for my job. And I started to, to, to check, you know, I was sure to find uh, water like two, 20, met- 20 meters deep. And so that one was for me the the best uh, option. And uh, actually the first step of the lake was a little bit shorter, was like 550 meter, 570. And the spot was uh, a little bit short. So I start to start and turning every, every single pass in slalom and after i had the opportunity to buy more land and i dig it uh, after five six years and now my lake is uh, 700 meters which is perfect yeah
1: yeah no and i remember because i think the first time my dad actually was telling me this who and you told him that that the first year we came was the first year that the lake was finished
0: yeah in 2004 actually yeah because uh, panam games they were in 2003 in the summer and in 2004, my leg was ready for the, right. the first uh, clients. <laughs> <Yeah>. And for <laughs> me, it was uh, such an honor to have you guys. That, uh, that For me, it was a really a big, big dream having you in my place. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I think it was kind of like things coming back, right? Because we came with Claudio. Yeah. You were among the very first mm-hmm. members in Brescia in the yeah. early 90s that when Claudio founded his club. So kind of like dots connecting again, right? Um, and when I'll post this, we'll definitely post the the picture we have in the office of the very mm-hmm. first members, you know. Yeah. Um, with Dad, you and Cloud skiing
0: and skiing in the in the Christmas time. I still remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh yeah in Brescia yeah in, yeah, Brescia, in Brescia not here with 25 no, no, degrees no no it was in Brescia actually <laughs> we like a snowing and 3 degrees celsius <laughs> and we crazy skiing and making like a barefoot and pyramids and everything <laughs> <laughs> uh, just man. a craziness
1: yeah and so how were so you get your lake you know Robert told me he was already skiing a little bit
0: yeah it was like a very a first step beginning with two combos, combos and start to learning to ski with one ski. It was like, uh, actually it was seven years old mm-hmm. and he was not so happy to ski. <laughs> 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 he was scared and everything. He was, uh, no, I don't want to train. I don't want to ski. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but t- step by step and with my passion, I think I could... Uh, Uh, changing a little bit his passion (laughs) right
1: right yeah and he he spoke at length about like how it took him a year to learn how to fully start with one ski you know
0: with some coach coming like a claudio coming from italy and he was telling me hey mario i'm a friend of you you know i i know you since like 20 years ago make uh, your your kids make another sports yeah. <laughs> definitely water ski is not a uh, sports <laughs> right
1: yeah and it's funny how things turned
0: around right yeah that is the life you 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 can never say no <laughs> yeah you can never tell no you can no, never no. tell um so
1: you started your own lake and then yeah we did come to ski but uh what was because I remember in, already in the in that first year you had some skiers.
0: Yeah, actually, the, I could find uh, little kids in the school in in the college in in uh, Santo Domingo. So my my first idea was to buying like a minibus, uh, a van, and I was bringing kids uh, at like three o'clock p.m. coming outside from the school, bringing to the lake skiing having like the homeworks and after I was driving back uh, that was uh, during the week in the in in the weekend they were coming with the family so we start slowly you know just with slaloming because they were like 10, 12, 13 years old and I could prepare like a little team of water skier you know like with a very very low level and actually our first experience like a uh, Dominican Federation uh, was in 2006 in Mexico that there was a Panam championship yep. in Cuernavaca yeah you know very well the place I know because the place. you have been skiing during the winter season. and we arrived like uh, with a brand brand new team of uh, water skiers. With Robert, that was, uh, imagine, it was uh, like nine years old. (laughs) A little fat boy (laughs) and with other three, four uh, young girls. And we we had our experience in the world of uh, water skiing in the Panam or Latin American region. So I started to organize my own federation. I was uh, the president. And I was just uh, like a coach, president, uh, a of <laughs> chef, uh, <laughs> and in charge about everything. Bus driver, um, driver, board everything. driver. So the first tournament actually was not really good because I had like two, three little girls having just like the, the first pass or the first gate because the the minimum star speed was uh, like the maximum speed that they could have ever yeah. did before and from that experience i think uh, robert and and another couple of uh, little girls they say okay we really enjoy that sport and if we want to train a little bit uh, harder and seriously so when we come back we start actually to work a little bit more yeah
1: now in At what stage in this story you kind of stopped skiing? Because, you know, like I could see Robert or young kids watching you jump, Mm -hmm. say, and go, wow, you know, like I want to do that one day. I want to do. But my understanding is that you sort of like when the lake was done, you had already sort of stopped skiing.
0: Yeah, because uh, at the beginning I was uh, working with a Chilean uh, driver that Mm -hmm. was uh, helping me. And after one year, so I, I could ski actually every day. And I was uh, just uh, jumping because my, my back has a lot of problems since I was born. And I understood when I was like 23, 24 years old. So, skiing in slalom for me was really painful. Mm-hmm. Every set for me was staying like uh, one week uh, without moving myself because uh, it was hurt too much. So I was enjoying jumping, making a lot of uh, slalom with the the two skis and making a little bit of tricks. And after one year, the the, the driver from Chile left because he had some trouble uh, in his country. So for me, it was uh, really difficult for uh, skiing because I was spending so many hours uh, driving the boat and Robert was still too young for driving. And I start to enjoy more the part of driving and coaching. Yeah. So it was like a period of transition. And actually I was enjoying a lot that part of the the sports. Yeah. Because um, I start to appreciate a lot uh, the part of being uh, a driver. Yeah. And there was uh, during the winter season coming people like you, like Fabrizio Merlo, like uh, we had the Italian team and everything. And so they told me why you are not uh, driving in tournament. You are a a driver from the Italian Federation. And I say, okay, let's do it. Because uh, the same way I was traveling with my little team in the Latin American tournament. season or in the Pan-american so I start to be a Latin American driver
1: ah so you were a, a, like a, an official like a driver
0: from Italy actually from Italy yeah Candido before. took me the the exam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Fabrizio Tito and and after I stopped to, to drive in a tournament for about uh, three years yeah, and I you started didn't have another time in here. 2008. Actually, because uh, I hosted the first uh, Latin American championship here in my lake. Yeah. And so I, I asked her to be one of the official drivers. And that was my my first experience. So in 2008 for me, it was the first tournament wow. at a very high level for me, because uh, we had some great skier like... Uh, Totti, Pipe Miranda, um, some skier like uh, Javier Julio, a lot of professional skiers. So, you know, for me, yeah. it was a great experience.
1: And how was the feedback? Because, like, I'm, I remember that winter that I wasn't part of it, but the Italian team came to train. That was before that Latin American, right?
0: Yeah, it was in 2006. And actually. so they
1: were and they were telling you, dude, like, and, you know, Italian team, like, lots of good slalomers. Mm-hmm. So, and they were telling you, why don't you
0: yeah, because actually they were, they were enjoying my kind of uh, driving and everything. And, and also Bubu told me, hey, when, normally I was spending two months in Italy in the summer. So they start to say to me, hey, do you want to drive in that tournament? I don't know, in, in your place or in Recetto or other place. So I start to, to drive a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was great. I enjoy a lot that uh, experience.
1: And yet you, and then you had your first driving tournament here in, in
0: 2008 in Latin American yeah. actually was in 2008 because I spent two years being an Italian uh, driver
1: ah so you were registered with the yeah. Italian Federation yeah and
0: after I just switch and I asked uh, the permission to switch to Latin American because uh, for me there was more opportunity to drive here in, in the Panam region or in Latin American region there. right. Yeah, because you're here pretty much yeah. the rest of the year. And actually, it was really hard because I star and they put me every time driving like the serious tree of tricks or, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it was good for me. For me, it's not important, like the, the level of the skier or the serious or everything. I was enjoying that part to to be like a team uh, with the the skier behind me. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the reason that I started to try to improve my, my kind of uh, driving, not just in slalom, in, in, in jump or tricks and everything. Yeah. Because for me, it was really great, a great experience, a great emotion. And so I was thinking, okay, I can do something for that sport that did a lot for me, for my life. And so I want to, to do something for that sport.
1: Yeah. Well, and you certainly did a lot, right? Like you basically created water skiing here in the DR. Yeah. And you are widely recognized as one of the best drivers in the world. Um, Before we get to, because I want to get to some of your advice and your journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you obviously sound like your first, tournament as a driver here was a big tournament like a titled event like the Latin yes, American it's like your
0: European Championship exactly. or Panam Championship because exactly. we had all the categories from sub 14 to Senior 2 or Senior 3
1: yeah and who was driving also do you remember?
0: I think it was like a Mexican driver that was a recognized uh, driver in, in Latin America and I think now is not uh, driving anymore and perhaps another Driver from uh, from Peru. I think okay. that is still driving. Okay. We were so three drivers, mm-hmm. and uh, I told you, for me, it was a great experience. And after the first, first big, big tournament, for me, it was the Junior Worlds. Actually, at your place.
1: Oh uh, yeah, in 2010. Yeah. Were you, like, I gotta ask you this: Were you nervous? Like their first tournament or two, because you've driven, by now you've driven a ton of great events title like World Championships, Pan Am Games, you know, like pro tournaments, uh, so many. But in those first few tournaments, were you like
0: nervous? No, actually, I was surprised about that because normally when you do something for the first time, like in a big level, you are super scared to be judged about yeah. the, the skier, the coach, you know the other judges and everything and I was spending so many hours here driving people from different levels from different kind of uh, everything that for me was totally normal and uh, I think that is the parts that make me more uh, like natural on the boat you know mm-hmm. I feel the skier I feel everything I feel the motion of the the skier the situation but i'm always not nervous yeah and it's a part that i've seen a lot of time in in other judges or or drivers that when they have to jump in the boat they are still a little bit like Ugh! and i'm i'm not i'm totally yeah. in my my world you know yeah. i feel really naturally seated on the boat and and pulling you
1: yeah yeah no it's interesting and uh I think the fact that you spend a lot of time in the boat is definitely helped you, right? Like you're you're you had your first big tournament experience, but you had hundreds and hundreds of hours in the boat driving, you know, excuse me, someone from ten to five to someone who's trying to run their first pass. Yeah, you know. And as you told me several times, to you it's the same importance, right? Yeah. So for me,
0: it's the same emotion when I can pull a kids for the first time with the combos, or I can pull the first time running a slalom course, or if you can running 10 25. It's a big emotion for sure, but for me, it's exactly the same emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that is uh, the best best part. And after I became uh, the driver of the women, because uh, (laughs) you know very well, because of Robert that was starting to compete, I had uh, the opportunity to drive more women and I was trying to find some some category different where Robert was not skiing, but uh, he was skiing in open division since he was 12, 13 years, because our federation was so our team was so little that uh, he was competing like in sub 14 and open division (laughs) (laughs) so for me it started to be a little bit problem driving man and i'm very famous now to be the driver of the women (laughs) (laughs) right
1: so yeah that's true so 2010 junior worlds was that your first worlds yeah nice
0: and, and the next year, I was uh, straight to Dubna. Yeah, for the open world. <laughs> yeah, and it was very, very difficult because the other driver, they, they were like, uh, put me like in a side, you know. <laughs> hey, you are a Dominican driver coming from the other part of the world. What do you want to, to drive? <laughs> series uh, 7. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but slowly, slowly for me, it was not important to drive Series 1 or... Or finals or something like that. For me, it was much more important to be there, enjoying that time.
1: Yeah. Can you? Do you want to share a story where you know wh- whatever, whatever driving story? Maybe one that makes you proud, or some driving experience that you remember with like a particular
0: yeah. emotion? I can remember Dubna for okay. sure. Go on. <laughs> Final tricks, women. Okay. <laughs> Last year in the dark, uh, it is Cambrai. <laughs> right and with uh, um, Marianne Malakin, like a uh, pin guy in the boat yeah. and you know, I, I talk uh, very well, uh, I speak very well French yeah. and so I was trying always to speak the same language of the skier, of the release man and I asked, uh, look, the, the spot in Dubna, you remember, was a spot really difficult because we were turning around the dock house ah, yeah, right, and right. going straight to the, the course and was the first year where uh, we were using you know the two buoys the green buoys and red buoys for yeah. slaloming so I asked like uh, with the other one you want a short side or ramp side and I don't remember here is fell like in the four tricks and they asked me a rewrite because I was in the in the opposite side and I said no look you told me that side Ooh. and we stayed discussing and you know she was a top seed right in the final and so she she couldn't have the rewrite because actually the the chief judge asked me and I say, hey I understood that way and I pulled like uh, the other 12 in the right spot so I don't know why you you are telling me and that was for me very very hard so we improved from that moment you know the little sheet where we put everything right yeah. it and now I'm totally. <laughs> but for me, it was really, really hard. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Because in, in I was feeling so bad for Iris actually, and I was feeling bad because I understand that was the right spot. So you know. Yeah. And from that moment, I'm, when I'm in the boat, I'm really, really focused to, to try to not uh, having the, the wrong speed and everything, but uh, it's okay. Now okay. we are in a good uh, good way. Yeah. Has it ever happened to you? Like uh, maybe you missed the speed,
1: like you you were t- you had to pull someone at 58 and it was 55. Especially
0: with the kids, you know, oh, when, when you up, hurry up from the, the chief judge or the J.D. Marshall, they say, hey, go, 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 go and you have a, a kids that normally start with a low speed and everything it can makes you that first pass that you are in a wrong speed because you have so many things especially you know in jump that you have now a lot of different setting to put on the boat. so yeah. you know and we are under pressure after because we have a scheduled time we have so many skier and you try to do your best but we are human yeah we so are sometimes and for me it's very important to to give the to the skier the second chance because uh, I think the skier is the the really protagonist of the the tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. We are
0: actually a way to make it easy and everything and make it the tournament running. But the skier has, for me, the the, the, the most important part. Yeah, of like the so tournament.
1: it's kind of like the skier has the stage. You are just providing the stage. Yeah, the and best I, way you
0: can. I have I have to give them. The best, best pulling in uh, in slalom, in jump, or tricks, or yeah. and not helping, you know, because I'm totally the opposite uh, theory that we have to help the skier. We can help the skier being more natural with them, and actually sometimes I enjoy so much to 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 drive and and everything that I enjoy also. Sp- and uh, my emotion with the, the skier so yeah. if I can see the skier that needs like a little words or something actually I I appreciate to, to talk with the skier yeah. or to give one little words that uh, they can help you but after with the driving for me it's being for me slaloming is being more straight yeah And you know sometimes you have some skier that uh, has uh, some issue because they they say hey you are I don't know hard or but for me my goal it being straight yeah for everyone straight down the middle yeah yeah is the best my ability
1: that's interesting dynamic though right because. Every skier is a little bit different, right? So some skiers like to talk to, with the driver or with the boat yeah, crew. I can.
0: I can check uh, when when the skier is like so nervous and he want to be focused. I respect a lot just with a view, you know, with my eyes. I can understand. Yeah. and so, there's some skier that I really enjoy to pull because they start to talk with you like uh, give me an example uh, Brooke I think is uh, the, the best uh, skier that I can pull because she starts to to uh, laughing with me and uh, ask me hey did you see that movie and I say hey come on Brooke hey, <laughs> gonna you going <laughs> <you're skiing>. to <laughs> and something like that but there's a lot of uh, skier that actually they enjoy to, to talk with me
1: yeah okay so the Iris story, maybe not the the happiest story, right? Yeah. Um, but certainly
0: one more that for th- her than for me. I was uh, feeling really bad, and actually, after the world's the first tournament that I pull in France, <laughs> first year in the dock, Iris Cambrai. Oh, la <laughs> and la. I was so. <laughs> and Christophe was in the boat with me, and he say, "Hey, don't worry. I know that uh, that is the part of being uh, in the boat, working for us, and everything, and you know." Yeah. We try every time to do everything for our athletes. So, you know, yeah. Sometimes we can do it and sometimes not. But don't worry, you do your job and it's okay.
1: Okay. okay. What about a moment where you were really... Because again, I don't know that proud is the right word, particularly in your approach to driving. Like um, if your goal is to drive as straight as you can for everyone the same way, yeah. it's tough to be, I guess, proud of your driving but any memory that you have where i don't know maybe there was like a runoff or something the way you're like wow you know that was a big moment
0: you know uh, for me every every tournament for me i'm i'm like uh, leaving every pass like yeah. if i'm skiing behind the boat so i want to try to give them always the best best pull, and for me I don't care if it's uh, from France, from Italy, from USA, Canada, or every other country. I try to, to give them the best pool to make, uh, to make them happy, you know, yeah. that is the, the, the best part. When the skier finish a tournament and is happy about uh, his results, yeah. that is not actually perhaps uh, winning. Mm-hmm. But they feel that they ski good and everything, so for me that is the the best part yeah after pulling uh, finally in the world or so in uh, particular games and everything it's it's nice because you can leave the the motion of the skier when when you win and everything but uh, how I told you also in training, I have exactly the same sensation and the same feeling pulling the people,
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, because I can see how hard it would be to have like a memorable moment if, if you take it the same way every time, no matter the skier, no matter the tournament. Yeah.
0: And after, you know, we have a bad day, like uh, you can have a bad day in uh, skiing. Yeah. That we it's a little bit harder to feel the, the rhythm of the skier behind. But, uh, you know, how I told you before, we are human. So we have a day where you feel that everything is easy. Yeah. And some days where you feel, I don't know, perhaps if you have a boat that you are not used a lot to drive, I'm super lucky because I can drive all kind of boat yep. and I travel a lot. So for me, it's very important. I can do also 10 hours flight. I jump out and I, I like to, to go in the boat and training like yeah. you, because I want to have the, the, the very good feeling with the boat and the skier. So I want to train with a different boat. And actually, I'm super lucky about that because yeah. I have the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, in Italy, also, when I'm coming for the holidays, I spend perhaps uh, some time driving the boat because yeah. I, I, li- I like to be there and I like to train before a tournament. And like then you. we abuse it a little bit, honestly, because no, obviously, no, when no. you <laughs> <laughs> show up, like the first thing is, uh, Mario, uh,
1: can you, do you mind, you know? <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's very clear with you. Like, to me, like, you know after you drive a couple of worlds
0: and you've driven how many I don't know seven eight? yeah perhaps between the junior sub 21 uh, the open I was in Dubna I was in uh, Chile I was uh, in France and now in Malaysia so for Elite open world, worlds, open yeah.
1: worlds, then a junior... I mean, you've driven a ton of worlds.
0: But look, n- not because I want to be there. The problem we have in Latin America now, we have not so many drivers. Mm. So you know how it works that the region vote for uh, their driver. All oh, right, right. So I'm always in the ballot because of that, not because I want to be there for some reason. No, no, and I And perhaps sometimes it's easy because I'm there for my son. So they... It's easy to organize everything, and they they want to be be there. But yeah,
1: yeah, no, and and that's that's a, that's a good point. I guess what I wanted to say is, after driving a couple of worlds, you could have gone like you know, I'm I'm the shit. Like I'm a great driver, and that's that. No, Whereas no, I've no never way. seen you like that. No, no. You know, no like way.
0: it's not my my idea to to be there and helping the sports. Yeah, you know, and and I think. Uh, we have so many good drivers. Every driver is a good driver. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, sometimes we want to be, how I told you before, the protagonist mm-hmm. in the boat. So I'm a, I'm a driver. If you ski good, because I was driving good. No, no way. That's not my idea. Right. The right. Who ski good is the skier behind the boat. So I have to give you the best pull, but not helping you to, to reach more buoys or to have more meters. making something that is not the the, the rules by the rules you know right so I have to give you the best number in jump and for me it's going straight in the course because uh, that one day they teach me when I I was uh, learning like a driver you have to be there you know and now we have so many um, electronic system to uh, track our our s- as a pass and everything. So I think we have to be there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That that is a big big uh, trouble. At least here in Latin America, I'm working a lot with uh, um in Latin America the the lake. They are always in a very nice golf course club uh, or something. So we have so many driver driver of clubs. Mm-hmm. And what I really was su- surprised that they, they start to, to say, ah, I'm a good driver because I help the skier. T- when I drive, he can have three more boys or he can do that, that. And actually right. I was working with, with that. And I, I'm trying to, to teach them that you don't, you don't need to help uh, the skier. Yeah. And if you want to uh, make um, a skier, a professional skier, I think you have to give him the same pool that he's going to find in a tournament. Right. So there's no way that uh, you are coming in my place and you run four more buoys than your PB. Right. And after when you go competing or in another place, you are not able anymore to, to run that pass. Right. For me, it's the most frustrating uh, <laughs> experience. thing for, for, for a water skier. Or if you, if you do a result, and I'm going to you after I finish the tournament and I say, Hey, Matteo, congratulations. But Matt, I was on the two and three in your side, so you could uh, reach the fours. In, yeah. your, in your mind, you say, Hey, come on. So he was helping me. I was not skiing good. He was right. helping me. Right. And that I think that the, the, the worst part that uh, we can do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think this sport is already so complicated enough to understand who there's so you know,
0: many factors and you guys when you are jumping in the water from the dock, ready to start you are so nervous that you cannot imagine yeah. so because of that for me is giving you that kind of confidence yeah you know I, what I think uh, why the people want the same driver I don't know less for jump Ah, Mario for for slalom women and I, I don't know because when you jump in the water, you know exactly that the driver is not a, a point on your in your mind that you are worried about.
1: It's not a variable.
0: Yeah. Exactly. That is the idea. Yeah. You know, ha, ah, Mario is driving, so in slalom, I'm, I'm okay. He is going to, I'm not worried about, oh, how is going to drive that uh, driver, perhaps he's too hard, he's going. No. Right, right. That is the point, to give the confidence to the skier behind the boat.
1: Yeah. No, I think, I think it's brilliant. I mean, I always say, even with And I told you,
0: every driver, every single driver is a good driver, but we have to stop to thinking that we are a good driver because we make having more uh, buoys or more meters just because we were driving the boat. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. you guys are the, the, the very protagonist of that sport. Yeah. We are just uh, anonymous, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. making our job giving you confidence and making by the rules yeah no and and that's that's exactly what
1: I was saying like you know as a a skier who has to think about my own technique equipment uh, conditions and all of this the less variables I can have the better and it's hard in our sport so the driver if that, that is exactly what you said like if I know that there's a good driver in the boat then I know My, that head is, my mind is, is totally free. So
0: exactly. I'm, I can be worried about uh, skiing if uh, it's windy, it's, uh, everything you know. Yeah, exactly. But the driver is not anymore a question that you have in your mind. Exactly. And what's happened, we have, I told you, so many good drivers, but come on, we need to be trained. Yeah. So I don't pretend. If I stop to, to drive here in, in uh, my place or in your place in summer, I don't want to be in a in a big tournament after perhaps five six months without uh, driving uh-huh. and that's some you know sometimes that is the, the problem we had yeah that just because we are chosen by the some rules by the international water ski and Wakeboard federation and sometimes there's a driver that they are not working during the the winter season or they are stopping to work in a, in a club or in a ski club or, and they want to go because they are voted by the region to drive in a World or in a Pan Ams or in a Euro or something like that. Yeah. I think uh, that is not a good idea because for you driver that you go and drive in that tournament you feel very, very nervous because you were not. Yeah. You lose a little bit the, the feeling with the skier and so the result is very, very bad.
1: Because that's what I think, um, and I want to get to this. Like uh, a lot of listeners that we have are like beginning skiers. You know, they amateurs. They like I just received an email today about these skiers. You know, like uh, Orlando Natural Lake Seven. You know, parents with little kids mm-hmm. bought a boat. They're pulling each other. You know, and I think one of the things people don't realize is that yes, the driver is a judge and their job is fairly straightforward but it takes a lot of like motor skill like it's yeah. a skillful job and it requires practice right yeah. so yeah I think like but, but you guys are not checked on your practice like it's not that you have to tell to, your, to the Panam Am region uh, I've clocked 300 hours of boat this year right
0: but because of that we have to be like uh, honest with ourselves exactly and I told you, Matteo, if tomorrow I cannot drive anymore here in my place or in other place where I go, and they ask me to to be driving a, a tournament, honestly, yeah, I make a step uh, in back and I say no, I'm not prepared about that. Right. I prefer to start to drive uh, before a little bit more in in practice and everything, and after perhaps I I can reach another time to, to drive tournament and and everything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So with that in mind, you obviously said, there's a, there's a bit of a lack of drivers here in the Latin American region. And you know, there's a lot of listeners that we might have who want to improve driving if nothing else so that they can give a better pull to their friends. Okay. So what are some of the recommendations you would give right to some beginner drivers?
0: Some just uh, talk a lot with a skier, mm-hmm. talk a lot with a coach, because that is uh, very very important. And sometimes you you know you ask her to, to tell to the driver you have driving the boat, and hey, you you were totally on your side, or you were going with the skier in every buoy. We have to be very honest, yeah, and accept the the critics. Because I told you I start. <laughs> with a lot a lot of critics from from the beginning because uh, so learn about talking with the skier the coach and other driver yeah and if you have the opportunity to make video and send it to a good driver that you know with a lot of experience and ask yeah and i always try to spend a lot of time in latin america with other drivers young drivers or new drivers just to teach them and also in the club I talk with them, yeah. and I say, hey, come on, work a lot, uh, and, and don't be just uh, proud to be high high pool, uh, that guy that is making buoys at 1020 or 41 off, or, no, drive yeah. every kind of skier. Right. Because but you okay. learn a lot with the, also the beginners mm-hmm. that perhaps they are not, they have not a good rhythm, and feeling that kind of rhythm with the skier behind that is my my part to 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 be a driver to feel the skier behind you know i go right. straight but i feel you right and i don't know i'm i'm always with a one eyes on the mirror and mm-hmm. i check the skier yeah that is another part that was funny actually in the finals in paris because uh, i was driving the final men and women just because robert was not making the finals, so they asked me to drive the finals And I was watching the skier behind and the judge that is a friend from France say, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) You are crazy. (laughs) And I said, come on, I'm here in a final in the world. I cannot uh, watch the skier. (laughs) (laughs) And I say, hey, be careful if I'm straight. If I'm straight, it's okay. Let me check the skier. So So
1: this is actually like how you drive, like you, you. Keep an eye on the on the mirror. Always, oh, always, okay. because
0: I like to, to keep an eye always uh, to my boat path. Okay. Also, oh, you check your
1: boat path from the
0: every mirror. single buoy. So there's someone who's checking in the front. mm mm-hmm. my kind of uh, way to drive in, in Slalom, at least, is checking every single uh, pass, every single buoy. Yeah. If I'm uh, if I'm where I supposed to be. So your eyes go, I'm guessing, from
1: mirror yeah. to forward, to mirror to yeah. forward. Yeah. And do you, like, because I've heard different things, like, so some people like to, to watch, like to, to spot, like, say, two or three boat guys for in me front. It's very,
0: for me, it's very, very difficult to make, a, like, a sign. There's a lot of drivers that make a sign with a duct tape yeah. in the right side, just to, to maintain the line with the, the buoys. For me, it's very, very difficult because I told you that is my way to to drive. So if I have that little piece of uh, tape, my eyes go, goes always there. So I'm I'm not feeling like driving naturally. Okay. And I told you just uh, spending some hours of practice with different boat when you jump, I don't know, from a 200 to a new Nautique or to Malibu or Mastercraft, you have the boat they are different, so you can be a little bit on your side or on the left side, and everything. So, check your boat pass, yeah, and after. I feel that, so I'm watching always the mirror and in the front. Okay, so in the front you're seeing the next like boat guys no or very far away. Very down the course. far away. In okay. the course at the end of the course.
1: Yeah, because I've heard different drivers like saying, yeah. you know, I, I, I always say we don't
0: we don't have to be always with the same theory or something. If you feel driving naturally on that way, do it. Yeah, and I I don't want to change uh, the way I do drive. Yeah. So, but for me, f- the most important thing is if you feel naturally doing what, what you are doing.
1: Yeah. So feeling natural in yeah. the way you, your eyes yeah. are going. Obviously, checking the boat path, right? Yeah. Now, when you say video, I'm assuming end course camera would be mm-hmm. the top. But uh, do you think... Also,
0: even filming with uh, someone in the boat and okay. film your slalom pass okay and after you can check actually in every how was your boat pass and you know exactly if you were driving straight or in one side or moving in every buoys you know so basically
1: like a camera in the boat straight down the course yeah 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 i guess yeah i never thought of that like you
0: guys when you ski you want to film in sometimes to check your (laughs) yeah (laughs) your position and everything for for me it's exactly the same right so sometimes I told you when I jump in a new boat or when I jump from a master to a 200, I ask, uh, what do you think uh, to, to, to the skier or to the coach or to the no. But normally? And please, please, please don't think that you do something wrong if they call you by the judge tower and they say you, hey, you were, it's normal, guys. Ah, uh, okay. So... It's not like an offense when they tell when they tell you, "Hey, you were a little bit on your side or moving." It's normal. We it's are feedback. human, and sometimes uh, we we cannot feel the, the the rhythm with the skier or something like that. Right, right. But so it's
1: you have to take it as feedback, like the judges yeah. story is telling you, "Hey, Mario." And maybe you know, here or sometimes
0: there. the chief judge or the judges they ask her to say us, "Hey, you were not in." Yeah. It's, the, it's the only one way w- how we can learn. Right. If they If they say to us, oh, hey, you were perfect, perfect, and after they say, hey, that driver was totally on his side, it's not a good way to learn. Not so exactly. please, don't, don't be scared to to tell us uh, that we were making something wrong. Immediate or, feedback. Yeah. Or if we are making something good, you know, you are. Yeah. Also. Good. <laughs> that we helps. W- that is the part. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: No, and we know it. Like the, the the quicker the feedback, the more effective. You know. So like, I'm assuming like, don't be scared. You know, as a judge to call up and say, "Hey, good path," or "Hey, you, you're a lit, you're straight, but a little bit on the right," or yeah. you know, yeah. No, it's a good point. And so yeah, take video. Um, be natural. Like always, f- drive always. the way that feels natural to you. Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming you mean that in terms of also like how you sit in the boat, how you yeah. drive, like how you grab the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Like
0: uh, everyone has a uh, kind of way. I've seen also people driving with two hands. I've seen one, but uh, like uh, really high, or they moving a lot. If they feel good like that and the the skier feel good and the path is straight. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: I think always the, the the ultimate proof is the path, right? Like you watch yeah. the path,
0: and then yeah. And the feeling with the skier. And so the talking with the skier. with the skier every time, also in jump, you know, I try to go always close to the numbers. Yeah. But sometimes uh, the pull uh, for jumper you ask uh, to the to the skier to the jumper what they prefer to have if they feel you are in in, in the path in a, in a, in the right spot. So if they prefer to be a little bit wider also if they normally go a split and you go a little bit wider or narrow or something like that. So talk yeah. talk with the skier. Yeah 'cause obviously don't think about that you are the, the, the boss so you know more than them, no. Yeah. We always need to learn uh, by the by the skier.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because obviously some people might not know, but the jump course is way wider than the boat. So the jumper gets to choose, you know, tells the driver, hey, I want to be red dead in the middle or wide split, as we call it, narrow Mm -hmm. split. So that's a discretion of the skier to say, okay, Mario or any driver, Mm -hmm. I want to be here or there. Yeah. So so you you are where they ask you to be but they might you know perhaps it's not
0: exactly where they ask you because uh, i don't know sometimes also uh, the ramp is not exactly exactly in that point or the the angle is open or closer so they feel a little bit better so ask them it's okay every after every single jump ask to the jumper it's okay you feel good you want and so it's better well, then I got to ask you, uh, do you prefer driving slalom
1: or jump? Your own personal pre- no, preference? No, no, no.
0: I, I really enjoy both. Okay. But uh, for sure, I have more experience in slalom because in my place, I have no people jumping. Now I have my kids actually jumping almost every day. So, but uh, enjoy every... Also, if you ask me, are you enjoying tricks? I enjoy tricks also. Nice. Yeah, because uh, for me, exactly, exact exactly the same. Yeah. It's yeah. a different feeling for sure. Mm-hmm. And perhaps uh, the more natural for me is slaloming, but jumping also for me is great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I was hoping I could get a preference, but I didn't <laughs> get it.
0: No. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. So yeah, like, and, and obviously I guess we sort of said it without saying it, a lot of practice yeah a lot of practice
0: that is the base yeah practice 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 more hour you have more skier I told you different uh, level don't don't don't, don't be uh, like uh, pretend to to ah oh, no I'm not too pulling that guys because it's running just I don't know at 43k or something like that it's a beginner no it's very important because yeah. they teach you also they pull not exactly like we are used to to be with a professional skier. Yeah. So sometimes the pro skier makes a, a mistake and you are ready to, to to feel it. Yeah. When you when you drive uh, for beginners, the most of uh they, they are not in in a good uh, rhythm. Mm-hmm. So you learn to maintain the boat and feel in the boat also with a, a bad rhythm. Yeah.
1: Well, so then I have to ask um in terms of slalom, who are some of the skiers, and I'm sure you drive them that straight, but like who are some of the skiers that were more of a challenge to drive? Maybe because their rhythm is a bit off
0: or, you know, like they're powerful I, skiers? I enjoy know? a lot, uh, like uh, four weeks ago, to pull uh, Aaron Larkin. Okay. <laughs> and uh, with a Mastercraft that uh, <laughs> it was challenging, but very, very challenging for me so I was uh, enjoying right. that part <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah. not the easy very
1: you know powerful on site, sort of like cruise offside. off yeah Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But one. also, Robert sometimes is challenging. So, oh, you wow. know, <laughs> for me, yeah, not it's great to, to have a, a good training guy. <laughs> to yeah, pull. Exactly.
1: yeah, exactly. If you need someone to train dri- driving <laughs> unexpected, I think Robert is
0: a, yeah. He's a good He <laughs> can surprise partner. you sometimes with a, <laughs> a very, very hard turn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I have to be always very hurry up and ready. <laughs> exactly. Um all
1: right, all right. Um so yeah, just some sounds like practice, take video, don't be afraid to drive any level of skier. Yeah. Um and be comfortable and natural in the way you drive and yeah. work on that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And it's funny because like, you know, I I've obviously skied behind a lot of great drivers and you spot different things, you know, like Um, how they're seen in the boat, how they grab the steering wheel, where their eyes go, you know. Uh, And I think it's been very interesting in the last two or three years where... um, Vincent and Tony with the waterski mm-hmm. broadcasting company they have their camera on you guys yeah you know? for
0: us was a little bit uh, you know <laughs> you have sign everywhere be careful the microphone is working you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. and for me it's naturally talking with the judges and everything with the skier but I yep. never say something bad, so, <laughs> so that it's works. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you, cannot scratch your nose or something like that because all the people is watching you. <laughs> right. It's okay. It's you okay. never know when we Vincent
1: can, is going to switch that camera on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can maintain the plumb also driving. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. So um, what's for 2020 for you? Any plans, any traveling? I can tell you,
0: I don't know, because... Uh, Perhaps I'm not going to drive a lot, a lot of tournament, like uh, 19, because I want to spend a little bit more time with my family, with my kids. But for sure, I will be in Europe in the summer mm-hmm. because of Robert that is going to um, uh, running all the Euro tour. Mm-hmm. And after, I don't know, because uh, in program there's uh, the Junior Worlds and I didn't apply. Just because it's very nice and good to give opportunity to other drivers. And I don't know, perhaps in senior worlds because I know the place, I know the organizer, I know I really enjoy to drive the senior uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. because
0: I have no actually a conflict <laughs> of interest. Exactly. For once. Uh, for once and i think that they they enjoy also that part to to be a team uh, with the the driver they enjoy to talk with you and everything so i really enjoy that so perhaps i will be in uh, in bordeaux for the senior world
1: have you ever driven a senior worlds
0: yes <laughs> so you've driven
1: all the worlds junior u21 open yeah senior? the only
0: one uh, the university worlds all oh, right, right after every single world. <laughs> there you go <laughs> i was in chile actually two years ago in the senior last senior tour uh, senior world yeah and i was in seseña i I was driving a lot (laughs) and perhaps most of the drivers they are not happy about that but i told you guys it's not me that i want to apply and it's our region that they want to to vote me and because of that
1: yeah so maybe a little
0: lighter schedule for you, more yeah, family for time. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's understandable, you know. Yeah, it's not easy. Last year I was traveling a lot uh, and I was traveling too much. And yeah. sometimes it's a little bit harder and I have a lot of clients here in my place. So I want to give them also my time, yeah. especially in the winter season. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, well Mario this was a true pleasure anything that we didn't touch on something you wanted to say we no say?
0: just uh, come on guys uh, jump in a boat and start to drive and make your test and everything we, we need you <laughs> yeah we need drivers. We, yeah. need drivers we need drivers we need uh, judges we need the people that really want to help that sport yeah and uh, don't be scared if you have uh, kids or parents or a brother or sister that's ski because I think it's the only one way that we can be close to that sport because actually we are not receiving money yeah we do just for fun yeah and so we try to do at the best we can do it and we need uh, a lot of people helping us uh, yeah. to maintain that sport uh, in a good level it's a good point
1: yeah it's a good point well so any young drivers or young wannabe drivers that you're listening to this get your practice do your test you know And don't be, don't be scared. You know, I can share a story with you. You obviously know Sean Hunter and his dad, uh, was like not the highest driver, the one below. And one winter he said, okay guys, like I want to become a senior, I think he's called a senior driver. Yeah. And so, you know, like we, even the skiers have to be a little bit open-minded and say, okay, you know, let's do it. And so the way he did it was luckily we had a end course camera. Mm-hmm. Turn it on, ski, the 38, 39, however far, and then go back and watch, you know. Um, so it takes, you know, a bit of willingness from the skiers as well. Like, we need to help the drivers improve as well. And yeah, if you don't talking, give them a, talking with us
0: and, and talking, come on, we feel that, 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 and we are, uh, I told you, we are always connected with you, so we... Yep. We need to be connected with you guys. If not, it's very difficult to give you the best, uh, the best pool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, fantastic, Mario. Thanks a lot. Would you say we go Thank for some you. dinner? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> okay. Thank
0: you, Matteo. Of course, to a give pleasure. Give us that opportunity. You are doing a lot for our sports. Thank you. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Okay. Grande, Mario.
1: Cazzo. Ti è piaciuto? Sì, certo. Cioè
0: è stato, è stato piacevole, sì, sì, è